You've worked so hard for so many years. Christ has richly blessed you with physical and mental capacities, with skills that you've honed and with talents and gifts, and you've leveraged them for true and lasting wealth. You have a testimony of Jesus Christ in your family, in your town, and in your church. All of this can be eroded so quickly. Today we discuss one of the greatest threats to your and our long-term success. It's the threat of anger. You are listening to the All of Life Podcast. I'm Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in Southwest Louisiana. Our proverb of the day is Proverb 14:17. A man of quick temper acts foolishly, and a man of evil devices is hated. Here we have the two types of anger that are often discussed throughout the scriptures. One type of anger is what we might call rage. It is the singular outburst of anger toward another. The cauldron of anger boils and sloshes and bursts out. It's an outburst. It's a tantrum. This outward expression of anger is volcanic and it huffs and it puffs. But the second type of anger is not the hothead flying off the handle, but it's the calm and cool calculated slow burn, the Cold War, that expresses anger in a more controlled, scheming manner. And both of these outward manifestations of anger are antisocial, unloving, and have detrimental effects to your family, to your town, and to your church. Now, if you consider these two types of anger, the hothead and the cool customer. Uh, Let me ask you this. Which are you more prone to? Are you more prone to explode or to give the cold shoulder? The eruption or the slow cauldron boil? Or perhaps you alter from one to the other depending on the circumstances, depending on the person who has insulted you, depending on whether or not you can get away with flying off the handle or having a temper tantrum. Let me ask you this, especially men. Is your home noisy with slamming doors and crashing plates? Or is it um, silent with moody silences and grumpy bearings? Do people walk past each other in the kitchen slowly seething? Or is there loud voices, shouting, and even violence? Well, husbands, this must not be. You do not let this persist. Repent of your softness. Uh, Tell your wife and tell your children that in this house we will serve the Lord, and He commands us to exercise self-control. He commands us to control our passions, our angers, to our anger, and to control our tongues. So we will not live our lives with shouting. Our parents may have shouted. Our parents may have flown off the handle at each other with rage. There may have been crashing and slamming, but we will not in our home do this sort of thing. Rather, our home will be characterized by the fruits of the Spirit, love and self-control and peace. Our home will be tranquil. If you want to put your foot down, here's where you need to put it down. This is why God gave you that foot. This is why he gave you the potential to speak in an intimidating manner. This is why he gave you those muscles and that barrel chest. Use it for his glory firmly, not angrily, but firmly. 
Teach everyone in the house. There will be no outbursts of rage, not from dad, not from mom, not even from little toddler Becky or Joe. When your toddler flips out, take up the rod and show him the correlation between his wrath and God's. When your child spills the milk or walks in front of the television, these are not sins. There should be no anger or irritation in your heart. When he disobeys or disrespects, when he violates God's law, then take up the rod of correction and discipline him with love and consistency and pain, but not harm. And don't you dare violate your commission as a parent by exhibiting or manifesting anger. If you are angry, then trust Solomon. You will act foolishly and you'll be hated. If your home is more characterized by the Cold War, not a lot of slamming doors, but a lot of grumpy bearings and and irritable countenances. Well, this is no way to live. Pray for the joy of the Lord over your house. Learn to celebrate. Lead by example. Make your countenance and your gestures and your facial expressions and and your demeanor as you come home from work, uh, make it be filled with joy. Manifest this joy and this thanksgiving, not irritability and annoyance. Don't be short-tempered. Do all that you can to bring a, a spirit of happiness, even in the times of gloom. This is what it means to be a leader and to be the head of the household. You must set the tone of the culture. You must set the environment or the atmosphere. It is not to be one of slamming doors or cold and sulky silences. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Forgive and move on, asking everyone in the family to put the relationships ahead of their personal insults. Put the family harmony ahead of any personal feelings they might have of having been offended, just as Christ does for us. Listen, Solomon warns us that outbursts of anger can cost us dearly. They lead, he says, to foolish action, that is, to carelessness and rashness, to acting without wise regard for the consequences. When you fly off the handle, you're not thinking straight. Folly has taken over the throne of your mind. And this anger can cost you big time. Solomon even says that the anger enthrones folly. And as a result, the mind, the rational capacities of a person becomes enslaved to the rage. The anger on the inside, uncontrolled, untempered, and unrestrained, it spills over the edges of our lives like a boiling pot, and it spills out into foolish actions all over others. In in other words, the angry man is soft. He's weak. It may appear as though he is hard and strong, but he's unable to retain his own urges and passions. He's able to uncontrol he's able to he's not able to control himself. He's controlled by his anger. This is childish. This is foolish. And these external explosions that he may think are involuntary, well, they end up doing all manner of damage in his home. They demoralize the wife of his youth. In his workplace, these outbursts are dismantling the influence that he may have built up over the years. And in his church, this is limiting his prayers and harming the unity of the church. His actions are foolish and he's being driven by this uncontrolled anger. Now, for wives who perhaps, at least in the household, have perhaps more of a tendency to the Cold War type of anger, consider these Um, Consider these uh, damages that are caused. Um, The book of Proverbs tells us that it's better for your husband to live in the corner of a rooftop 
than in the house with a contentious and angry woman. A contention, vexing and an argumentative spirit that's constantly disagreeable, a wife who is given to quarreling and fighting, well, it's better to stay gone. It's, it's the constant demands, the nagging, and the constant trouble and annoyance. Well, this wife is driving her husband away. Now, maybe he's not uh, driven away by his, uh, uh, you know, by, by lust, and, and maybe he's not driven away to such an extent that he breaks his covenant, but he's losing his affections. His affections are being driven away. Don't you ever forget, husband and wife, the incredible amount of damage that uncontrolled anger can do in a relationship. For parents, we are never to discipline in anger. Fathers are told explicitly to train up our children in the, in the in discipline and in the instruction of the Lord and to not provoke our children to wrath. We must make sure that they don't conclude that pleasing us is impossible. Don't let them give up on this. But balance the discipline with the instruction and with the love and with the self-control. Never letting discipline and instruction be done foolishly on account of anger. What right uh, do we have to um, give ourselves over to outbursts of anger or to calm and cool calculated months of anger? We have no right for this. We aren't God and we have no just wrath to give. Let's control ourselves. Let me ask you, um, think about this. Can you control your wrath? Um, do you ever control your anger? I bet you the answer is that you do sometimes. You know, what is the difference between these two times? You're freaking out at home with the kids and then the phone rings and to the other person on the line, all is well. The anger is let loose at home and then the anger is automatically controlled. What's the difference here? Let me just tell you this. You can control it. Do you have the Spirit of God in you? You can control it, but you've got to care. You've got to make the decision to control it. We must set our minds to obedience and the pursuit of self-control. We control it around others as man-pleasers, but we are to be God-pleasers. And as God-pleasers, we've got to fight. We have to fight the sin that is manifesting in our heart and in our actions. A fool, the Proverbs tell us, gives full vent to their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Hold it back. Let it settle. Gather your thoughts. Dethrone folly from your mind. Bring back reason and sanity and let um, wisdom take over so that your responses are loving and fruitful, life-giving and social. May we not be known Christians for outbursts of anger at work. It's, it's absolutely forbidden. And let us not be known for outbursts of anger in the household. It is absolutely forbidden. Proverbs twelve sixteen says, A fool's anger is known at once, but a wise man overlooks insults. He lets some things go. He calms down. Listen, has Christ called you to self-control? Then he will equip you. That's right. He will equip you and he'll bless you. He has given you a spirit and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So turn to him for his grace in prayer. Look to him who, when reviled, reviled not in return. And mortify that anger. Mortify those outbursts, those, that seething rage and that comportment which communicates irritability and rage. Are you a Christian? Then walk by the Spirit. And let's do this today by God's grace. This has been another episode of the All of Life 
podcast. I'm Brandon Neely, and if you'd like more resources, I'd love for you to look me up on sermonaudio.com. There are many podcasts there and many other sermon series as well. You can enjoy yourself uh, searching throughout all of the archives there. And just remember as we wrap up for this morning, if Christ has called you, He'll equip you, He'll protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.